Listener Production. It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, I saw a dashing puppy fall into a fountain. Matt, how was your weekend? No, did you really? <laughs> it was the most uncoordinated, adorable thing I think it's seen. It was wearing a little jacket. It jumped up onto the edge. I think it thought the white foamy water that was gathering at the edges of the fountain was... Uh, solid, so it stepped down with its little legs, tumbled snoot first into the water, which was quite a, a shallow fountain, and its owner had to reach in and fish it out like a freshly caught salmon. Could and have- uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. And I connected with these other people sitting on a park bench who saw it. It was just like, you, you lock eyes. You're like, did you both see that? Yes, thank you. And uh, there we go. Suddenly, a global pandemic doesn't seem so bad. Or you may have just witnessed the worst dog Jesus ever. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. I am back. Because I, I got here. there pretty late. I don't know if the Dashend was saying to all the other dogs, hear ye, hear ye, I shall walk on water for your sins. And then suddenly into the drink and everyone else just scoffing like, who is this guy? He's not the Messiah. He's just a very naughty boy. <laughs> Uh, did you get it on film? Of course not. I wasn't. I don't. I'm not that quick with the old no, phone these days. Dude, I, how was I supposed be, to know a dashed was about to fall into a fountain? <laughs> you could be viral, bro. Do you know how oh, red I know, hot I, these things? This would be like tripping over, you know, a nugget of actual gold on the ground. <laughs> You could be It'd rich probably by be now. worth more. And it would be a lot quicker to just film a dashwood falling into a fountain than it would be to write and record and edit a parody song and put that up on TikTok to absolute donuts. I'll tell you what, I that algorithm. That, so angry see, with that algorithm. I did, I did see and I thought, gee, you've used a lot of archive footage here, people getting swooped. And I was and I went, I wonder how many he's got, and it's still in the just in the 300 views, I was like, yep. that, that's not worth getting out of bed for, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, uh, keep your head up, just like the dashing did when he fell into the fountain. Cheer up. Hope you are well. If you are in New South Wales, you could be experiencing some new freedoms. I'm going to have to ask you about that soon, Matt, in a moment. And producer Bron will be in with her Monday morning click fish. It should be good times. Hope you are well. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, I am surprised at you today. Oh, what? I am shocked. What have I done? Well, I really would have thought once your webcam came on that I would have seen a big pot of the blue face paint. <laughs> I would have thought the hair would be long, the, the Mel Gibson hair would be long, and I thought the Scottish accent would have been polished and you would have been chanting about freedom because being the New South Wales arm of this, you know, nation and worldwide podcast, uh, it's it's a big day for you. What's the other thing that they do in that scene in Braveheart? Isn't that where they bend over and show their asses <laughs> to the camera? That's probably well, where I'm more likely because you do right that now. most weeks and so <laughs> that wouldn't have been the surprising thing. So Sophia goes back to daycare last week, all right? First days back at daycare. Yeah. All right? COVID test on the weekend. That's how quickly. <laughs> that is how, you know, you know how, you know that episode of South Park that we always laugh at? <laughs> they're like, I want to invest in this money. And the guy's like, and it's gone. 
Well, that's very good, sir. We can put it in a mutual fund where Ed is gone. Uh, yeah, it is It is a bit like that. Sophia, and, um, I was like, have a good day, Sophia, and she's sick. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, like literally it. <laughs> well, there are a couple of relaxations in that particular state you're allowed to have. What are they giving you now, mate? You got the bevs, don't you? The pools, the outdoor pools open for a while uh, last week, but gyms are now open. So I'm going to watch out for my beach bod. All right. Mate, I didn't think the uh, the old pool was the only liquids you'll be uh, <laughs> jumping on into if, uh, with these new rules, isn't it? The new Premier was even rhyming beers with stuff in order to make a point <laughs> that it's been that long. There is a good chance that I will go for my um, first pub lunch in a while today um, with friends or by myself. I don't know. doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll be there. Um, not sure what else. Your two friends, Palmy and Chippies. <laughs> Restaurants and bars can have uh, one person per four, four square meters with one person per two square meters outside and you can stand to drink outside, which is something a bit more interesting. Hair salons and nail salons can now have a maximum of five customers, which is a bit strange because some of these places are really big. So there's a little bit of... Mm. Uh, discussion around why it's not the same situation as the restaurants and hotels. But no, look, it's, it's definitely a positive start. You do four square metres of hair cutting. And you can also have five people at your home, which is exciting. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, I guess Victoria is one of the final ones to come out. It's looking at the 70% in two weeks. It's come forward a little bit to the 23rd, they're predicting, of October. But in the meantime, I'm just doing what the rest of Melbourne and the world's doing, Matt. We've been watching a bit of Squid Game. It is going everywhere. Like, what was that news story you were just telling me about, about some kids who were emulating what they see on the TV? Yeah, that's right. Some uh, school kids in Belgium were uh, recreating a game that I believe, and it'll make more sense to you because you've watched it. Um, Is there something called Red Light, Green Light in the show? There is, yep. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I hope this isn't... Walk when it's green light, you got to stop when it's red light. The only thing in the TV show is instead of just being tagged, you get killed by a sniper rifle. (laughs) So they're not doing that at schools in Belgium, thankfully, uh, but they are punching people. That's what they're doing. So the government's putting out warnings saying, hey, 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 let's not play red light, green light and punching people, please. Stop whacking people with your tentacles, please. Yeah, so- well, that's the thing. Like kids are going to do I remember British Bulldog got banned from school back in the day. We had to get past and people tackled you. Um, I remember one game that was banned from our living room for a while from Dad. Uh, me and my sister, a little game we invented uh, in the living room, which was Wormy Wars, where, you know, if we'd slept on the mattress in our sleeping bags, what you do is you get in your sleeping bag, you have it up to your neck, so you're, you're like one big long worm, and then you would charge at each other, much like sumo, and then bump, bump into each other, and then <laughs> you had to stand upright. If you fell over, then you lost Wormy Wars. So um, what was the, the catalyst for Wormy Wars getting a big banning. Oh, I think someone hit a side table or something. Lamps were in the way. You know you know what happens in a living room. It's not a sports arena with padding, Matt. There, is, there are certain elements that you don't think, think through when you're a child. But um, Wormy Wars champion, 96, I'd say probably. I remember a game that we played in our schoolyard, um, which never got banned. Um, it uh, Well, should have. So... <laughs> You know, if you uh, throw up a bottle, right? You flip a bottle in the air mm. and it does a full flip and then you, it lands on its base. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you, everyone would sit in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. And the goal was if you missed it, then you added something 
Into this drink? Oh, into the drink. Yeah. It's like a bit of King's Cup for children. Yeah, so it'd be like, but it's oh, not fun man. stuff. It'd be like someone's eating, you know, a bit of meat pie. So it's like, oh, yeah, put a little bit of meat pie in the drink. Oh, no. And then, no. oh, someone's got some donut. I'll put a little bit of donut in there. And someone's got their chocolate milk. So I put a bit of chocolate milk in there. Oh. And so you'd get to this thing where, like, the, the, the drink would be about halfway full and you'd need to throw it. And if you landed it on its base, you were yeah. out. You just got to walk away. Oh. And so then it kept going round until there was only one person left. And then the, the, the point was the last person had to drink it. Oh, did you ever get last? I, I was never last. I got out. But I remember I was very close to one where it got really bad and someone had started. <laughs> started there was like cockroaches. In no! <laughs> so, so, no! Like it was so gross, like sausage rolls and there was like a cockroach wing and it was like <laughs> fully gross. And then I remember so, so someone. Some poor sod had to. <laughs> no, Matt. No, so. Notice the absence of Matt doing what he usually does when he talks about his school. Brisbane State High represent. <laughs> They're not representing on this. They're not representing on this. So then some poor person got lumped with it at the very end. And man, I tell you what, they got so pressured into like having to drink. Everyone was like, come on, you got to drink it. You got to drink it. And then the person yeah. was like, and, and you could just tell that watching them, just the whole, the weight of the school just pressuring them to do this, drink this awful, awful serum, this oh. juice. And then eventually in front of everyone, they went to drink it and then just chucked it at us and ran away. We all got covered in like cockroach <laughs> juice and stuff. We were like, God damn it. We got got. A twist ending. That's what you need in a, a lot of these shows. Uh, but please let us know what game was banned from your school. <laughs> Was it worse than wait. Just... Bottle Flip King's Cup <laughs> with added with cockroach? cockroach. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Well, Matt, one of my big regrets from last week was we found out the revelation that Auntie, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, had underpaid you around $9 over... <laughs> over three years um, after we interviewed Lee Sales and Annabelle Crabb because I would have loved to have asked that pair who have been all over the ABC in different capacities. Oh, man, it would have been so good to see if they'd copped a payday uh, after the ABC internal pay review. Well, I mean, you term it as I got underpaid by $9. I prefer to see it as... The ABC has finally acknowledged that I did $9 more work than you <laughs> in our time at the ABC together. And, and finally, to be able to be acknowledged in this way that my value was more important than yours is just really, really great. So thank you. That is some awesome thank validation. Um, but that was good. And it did lead us to ask you, when has the waterfall of cash opened up. Have the have the heavens just started pelting down lobsters and pineapples into your lap? And uh, when have you got a similar payday, which was pretty good? I, I told well, you the story where we found um, 100 bucks on the ground on one of our lockdown walks. Absolutely, uh, a, a couple of months ago, Matt. That was a, that was a pretty good one. Well, look, it doesn't happen easily. <clears throat> um, an anonymous texted in. 
who asked to remain anonymous, said, uh, my teammates worked on that wage trust project and they do some ridiculous hours and it's high pressure to make sure all the numbers are super accurate and it's all very confidential. Oh, whoops. I hope we were allowed to talk about <laughs> Uh, finishes uh, by saying, well. please don't read this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, they said, please keep me anonymous if you end up talking about it. Okay, well, okay, okay. <laughs> so, look, All there's right, no well. doubting that whoever yeah. did crunch the numbers on this worked hard because to somehow across three years yep. of my working there to figure out that they owed me $9.60. It would be interesting that if that was in a single $9 day where you did $9 more work than me <laughs> or you did like one cent more work than me every day for three years. That's like, that's probably it. 3.65 days, $3.65. It's, it's a dollar a day for, for three years. It's probably how you got a bit extra. As we entered the building together, I just swiped first and that was it. They were like, oh, that's... Worked of more than Alex. Um, but we, we got a couple of other people who uh, declared their paydays over the last few years. That's it. Love you sending your voice memos. Matt.n.alex, just pop them through. And Sam got in touch about a little bit of a payday he had. My work had a fair work decision um, that said that they had to reassess everyone who had worked in a particular section of the business. I had worked one five-hour shift and ended up getting back paid a grand total of Two dollars eighty cents. Sabby boy, Damn. what are you getting with the two dollars eighty? I'm just walking in into the fast food restaurant and going soft serves for you five people there. That's it. I can't do the whole place, and no one gets flakes. <laughs> um, all right. Well. That's a rough shift. Five hours of two dollars. That's that's grinding. Um, Jock got in touch as well about a, a payday from some noodles. I had a payday back when I was about twelve years old. I got a packet of chicken flavored noodles, and uh, it didn't have the flavor sachet in it. Naturally, I was outraged. I called the one eight hundred number on the back of the packet. A couple of weeks later, got an envelope turn up. Uh, inside, there was a nice little letter from someone there and uh, a check for $2.70 saying I could uh, shout myself a five pack. <laughs> yes! Whoa, he turned one missing flavour sachet <laughs> into five noodles and five flavour sachets. I mean, if that isn't a, a crypto-esque return on investment, I don't know what is. <laughs> Uh, well, we always love hearing from you on at matt.n.alex, so please keep in touch with us. You can send us voice messages, you can send us texts, or you can leave your number and we'll give you a call. And I do want to ask, because I don't think I've ever done it, when have you ever called the questions and queries phone number that they leave on products? <laughs> the story, I want to hear stories of when people have done that. Yes, it's time to welcome a person to the radio who was described in the recent Matt and Alex listener survey as uh, the coriander in the foe 
the yogurt on the curry, the sweet and sour for the nugget. I can't get enough of her. It's producer Bron. G'day, Bron. Hello. That was well, the loveliest thing anyone has quote? ever said. How come you didn't give us that quote when you gave us a list of the highlights? Were you embarrassed by that? What, what am I meant to... Yeah, I'll give you all the compliments. How, there were so like many, uh, there was so much positivity about your contributions to the show, Bron. So we're always thankful to have you be a part of it, plus all the incredible work you do behind the scenes. But let's get... And I agree let's... with the coriander in the fur, but someone would take that as an insult because yeah, coriander... Yeah, my partner Belinda is, genetically, a, is no fan of coriander. It's so much so that Sophia now says, Mum, coriander, no. <laughs> <laughs> she says no, she doesn't like it. She knows. Well, I'll be honest, Monday... when I first read it, I did think I was about to get heavily insulted. And then it was <laughs> a really nice twist. It was good. Uh, most people saying Monday, clickfish, yes. And that's why we do it every Monday with producer Bron. What have you been clicking on this week, Bron, that uh, we might have been tempted to but uh, thought better of? So all three of these have been sent in by listeners. So this first one in Love particular, it. this was a hot item. So this one was sent in by Holly Boardman, Elisa's Pieces, Nairi and Jared Sopnisky. The headline well, is... Well, thank you for doing that because that's exactly what we want to do. The website yes. might have got four clicks on this article. Instead, they only got one. They learned their lesson whilst we still get to figure out what was going on. <laughs> so this headline was little known supermarket fact stuns Gogglebox stars and that's from news.com. Bro, clicked it. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you idiot! You're ruining it! I clicked it. I couldn't help it. I wanted to know. Man, if you were a fish, you'd be caught heaps. <laughs> you'd be up on that filleting tray every day, my friend. So, uh, Bron, you you tell us what it is because I already know and I already knew it before Gogglebox asked questions. Did you, I, so. See, I didn't know this. So on Gogglebox they showed this clip of someone at a grocery store looking in the herbs and spices section and apparently they revealed that the herbs and, and stuff are all in alphabetical order. Yep. I yes. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you guys knew? Yes. Yeah, I knew it but, from looking at them. Do you know what the deceptive thing is? No, here's what might trick people up. They're mm. in alphabetical order to their brands. That is true. Right? So yeah. the Coles brand will have their alphabetical ordered ones and mm. then the you know Master Foods will have their alphabetical ones. And so sometimes if you're sort of crossing between the two, it might look like they're all jumbled up, but often they're all in the same. Yeah, true. But, yeah, if you need your pepper, it's next to your paprika. And if you need your cumin, it's next to your coriander. And if you need your... You can smell, Alex. We get it. All right, let's move on, please. <laughs> so this but next one... You what, you'll be searching high and low if you want your uh, allspice next to your za'atar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unless you're willing wrong, to go please. in between brands. <laughs> <laughs> so this one was sent in by Emil. This is from Nine Honey. The headline, Woman's Genius Travel Hack for Long Haul Flights. Did you click oh, this, Oh, I Matt? did see this and I wanted to click on it. Okay, so I'm very thankful for this. Let me think. Genius Travel. Is I've it? got one, right? Cop yep. this. You can save $10,000 on being on the same plane if you're willing to put up with a slightly less comfortable seat. Doesn't require all the way. <laughs> you could save yourself ten thousand dollars. All you need to do: buy an economy seat. Don't click on business. 
That's all you do. There's your Alex Dyson <laughs> okay, international so travel long, hack for you right there. Long haul flight. Um, and as if as if Alex Dyson isn't travelling underneath the plane with all the other pets. <laughs> I mean, come on, Rad Dog, Rad Dog himself. You want to save a little cage more, underneath it? Get yourself a cage. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what is it, Bron? So she said she had an epiphany while she was um, on a long haul flight, and she said this. I have purchased like five different travel neck pillows and they all suck. I wish that something would just hold my neck in place, kind of like a neck brace. So then I had an epiphany. Why don't I just buy a neck brace? So I bought one from Walmart for like $7. That is good. neck brace. Bravo. I would never have guessed that. And I've thought about the same thing so many times. Might as well just do it. But surely it's not comfortable. No, it would be much more comfortable. Have you tried to lean your neck onto one of those squashy pillows? Why? It's, it's Why are not they even always there. just too flat? Like you go to mm. all, you go to all the effort of getting yourself a neck pillow, blowing up, and it's still too small. Like you're, it's yeah. too thin. No, that is. Why don't that they make nice on. thickies? And remember, attach your own neck brace before helping others. <laughs> um, all right, Brian, what else are you clicking? So this last one was sent in by Brenton Watson. Uh, the headline, UK Macca's worker makes stunning drive through Clicked plan. it. <laughs> oh, it was a long weekend, Bron. Come on. I mean, uh, what, is it, what am I supposed to do? I also used to work at Macca's, but we didn't have a drive through So, oh, really? um, yeah, That's no, it was sad. in the middle of the Myers Centre. Brizzy, represent. Um, <laughs> so... Is that what we, you quit, quit or you got fired after calling your manager the C-bomb? Yes, I, it, was, it was playful. It wasn't like a mean, you know, bikey way of saying it. I was, I just called him a dog and C for not giving me, for not giving me free nuggets in my break. Like, what's the big deal, mate? We're Australian. Come on, it's part of the vernacular. All right, Prod, what's this, what's this so, incredible discovery? <laughs> so she said in the UK that they can hear, and I'm assuming this is everywhere, they can hear your conversation in the car while you pull up in the drive through waiting bay. So they can oh, hear you before this, they even start talking. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it definitely happens in Australia, but I, I suspect it does. She also said that you, they take a picture um, while you're waiting there too, so they know whose orders who. Wow. So yeah, there'll be a lot of, time... lot of unflattering, candid shots of people. Um, Just make but sure apparently you in are Austra- drippy next time you're going through the drive Yes, indeed. Exactly. <laughs> um, Go on. As a Macca's spokesperson for Australia said they use more like of a CCTV system here rather than a little webcam photo. So they take more of a picture of your car rather than your face here. But in the UK, it's straight up your face. Oh, wow. <laughs> straight up okay. your face. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for clicking those, Bron. What, what were we going to say, Dyson? Have you ever been fired from a job, Bron? In the, in the... Not yet. No? What, what were your jobs before working in uh, the old podcast producing realm? My first job was a lifeguard, then I was a swim teacher, and then I worked uh, a shamefully for a, a big news company I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was Uh-oh. that one. It was that one. Uh-oh. I didn't get fired at any of them. <laughs> oh, so, wait, you weren't... Uh, don't tell me you were putting out a few articles of the likes you're clicking on now and uh, <laughs> raising eyebrows at. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> That's why she's so good at this job. She knows where to sniff them out. <laughs> Got the inside oh, thank, goss. Thank you very much, Brian. You're the best as always. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Order up. That's how you like it. Perfect. Well, big Formula One race in Turkey over the weekend, Matt. And if you're watching Drive to Survive, you know there's only 20 seats at the top tier of Formula One racing. And there's only 20 seats available in the Matt and Alex Bomb Squads. That's right. The only podcast out there that has its own street team. And you could be a member repping the hottest car stickers going around. And uh, Matt, we're yet to add someone from Victoria. You know, we've got people driving around in the sweet rig all over the country so far. But let's add a Victorian member right now. It's a big congratulations to Tom Dixon. That's right, Tommy. We loved your entry uh, coming in. A 2009 Ford Focus, while it has some hail damage and lots of sun damage and scratches, it has gotten me from A to B for the better part of 10 years while only having three services. It's that way. Oh, my God. you about that? I also drive it to trade school every Monday where I'm sure it will look the part amongst all the brand new four-wheel drives. Well, I am looking forward to seeing pics of that Tom Dixon. Congratulations, Producer Brom. It's going to chuck some of the uh, the big car stickers in the mail and uh, you'll be an official member of the Bomb Squad. Man, you see, even when I had a bomb, I was always, always getting that baby serviced. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I was remembering Daiso when I have when I had my bomb. You know, we used to I used to drive you to work every single day. Do you remember one afternoon? Right, we'd finished. <laughs> well, I this guess the question I need to ask you is: Triple J. Have you ever? Yeah, this is when we worked at Triple J. When have you tried to look cool and completely failed? All right, <laughs> now. <laughs> um, well, many times. But it, it's, yeah, like when you think about it, for some reason, and I think I don't do it as much anymore, but it used to be whenever you were conscious of someone watching you, I'd always scuff my toes on things. Like I'd always like trip <laughs> while walking. Is that, was that just a me thing or is that, does everyone do so that? I remember after we did a like a version one day, we had the internet come in, right? Oh, <clears throat> now that's a band. When we're talking about cool bands, these guys were all a tray cool. All right, we're talking the coolest of the cool. Yeah, the kind of band that gets really good reviews from Pitchfork but doesn't even care about it. I mean, this, they were so they don't even They cool. don't even read reviews, man. Like they don't yeah. care. They're like all great musicians. A band that's so cool that when people go, what are you naming the band? And they say the internet and they go, um, that might not work for search and everything. And they go, we don't care. <laughs> the type of band that is the coolest band's favourite band. Yeah. Right? Like that's like when yep. you get your cool band and they're like, yeah, I just take inspiration from the internet, like all that sort of <laughs> stuff. I think. So they're there and we've had a pretty good like aversion. We're all having a chat and as we're walking outside, right, now – at this stage, my bomb does not have what is keyless entry, right? Forget about keyless start, which they all got, you know, all the cool cars I got now. This one didn't have the bloop, bloop to get in the car, okay? <laughs> it did, but it broke, so I had to use manual entry every time. What Matt's car was to today's cars is turning the TV on at the TV rather than using a remote to turn <laughs> yes, it on. Yes, exactly, <laughs> right? 
Um, it's like having the phone connected to the wall, all right? That's what my yeah. car was. And it was this big chunky key because it used to have the bloop, bloop in it, but that broke. So I, I had this big chunky head. The head of the key was still chunky. And then I had to actually physically put it in the car every time and unlock it that way. Yeah. And you could only unlock and it Matt on the driver's side. gives me a lift home, it's leaning over the front and then opening the door from the <laughs> yeah, inside for me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You could only open it from the driver's side, right? Anyways, so I've got this big chunky key. And I happened to be leaving the studio after a hard day's work just at the same time that the internet is packing up all their stuff and they're leaving. And this yep. can sometimes happen. You're having a little bit of a chat out the front on your way down the hallways and you're mm-hmm. waiting for the lift together. And the lift opened for me and I said, um, oh, you know, you guys going to get in? They said, oh, we're still waiting for our band mate or whatever. And I said, oh, yeah, no worries anyways. And then I said, then I think I said, what are you up to this weekend or something? And they, they said something. And then I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just doing a, doing a gig at the comedy store or whatever. And they were like, oh, yeah, cool. And then, and then they were like, good luck. And I was like, yeah, you know, fingers crossed. And as I said it, I threw my key up. Did you like say, do you guys want to come key. watch me tell jokes? <laughs> I didn't this time. I did to Chris Rock. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, uh, and I flicked my key in the air to like spin it around and it spun around and then I went to like snatch it out of the air. (laughs) Instead, I just whacked it. It flies through the air, then goes directly through the gap between the lift and the floor. It disappeared down six levels of the ABC building. And I was like, no! And the internet are all looking at me like, oh, dude. (laughs) I'm like... How am I going to get into my bomb? It doesn't open any other way. (laughs) And so I was stuck. I had to get building security to come. It broke in half. So the actual bit that you could use to turn the car on was stuck down the actual bottom. It disappeared. I couldn't use it. So I had to go home, get the key. It was the uncoolest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Well, I tell you what, uh, hopefully that won't happen to you, Tom uh, Dixon, who just became a part of the Bomb Squad. Keep an eye on the keys, particularly when hanging out with cool indie bands. <laughs> but um, also, I mean, as always, feel free to let us know when it's uh, trying to be cool backfired on you. We'd uh, always love to hear your feedback. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's program. I've been Alex. That has been Matt. This has been another big episode of All Day Breakfast. Keep in touch with us at mattdonan.alex on Instagram. And don't forget, enter the bomb squad at mattandalex.com.au. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.